<laughs> Here we go. Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Something about that guy's voice. Just like Welcome it. to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McAuliffe. Thank you, the voice of Dick Warren. My name is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. I think you have to say it that way, don't you? Low register, Master Certified Coach. Uh, bringing you people out in the cutting edge or interesting edge of coaching each and every week. Uh, now for just like 17 years. Thank you, my dear listener, for tuning in. We want to acknowledge our longtime sponsor of this show, Accomplishment Coaching. If you're interested in the finest coach training program in the world, check out AccomplishmentCoaching.com. All over North America in cities such as, in <laughs> cities such diverse elements as... Uh, Washington, D.C. Yes. New York. Uh -huh. Chicago. Indeed. San Diego. Beautiful. Uh uh, Seattle, Washington. Correct. And Victoria, British Columbia. That is brilliant. And that is the dulcet tones of my in-studio guest co-host today, Alex Terranova. Alex is a dream mason. That's right. Somebody who actually, I suppose, help, uh, supports people in constructing their dreams. He's also the host of the Dream Mason podcast, got his own podcast. He's been featured on television, Good Morning La La Land, NBC Radio, The Rising Man podcast, Love Living Radio, and an episode of The Villain Crusher. Which which side were you on? <laughs> uh, I guess the good side. Okay. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you can connect with Alex in a million different ways. Uh, on Instagram, he's Inspirational Alex. Or you can go to his website, The Dream Mason. That's D-R-E-A-M-M-A-S-O-N. Or you can email him at alex at dreammason.com. Check out wherever fine podcasts are available, including <laughs> YouTube, The Dream Mason Podcast. Sir, what would you like us to know about you? Oh, wow, you just put me on the spot. Uh, I would like people to know that uh, I was trained by you as a coach, mm -hmm. so anything that I do poorly here is simply a reflection of, your, of you and uh, your mentorship of me. And anything I do well, I want full credit for. This sounds um, a lot like my marriage, yeah. Uh, you're, um, you've been a coach for how long? I've been a coach for going on four years. I'm in my fourth full year of coaching. Congratulations. Thank and you. is that all you do, or are you like waiting tables on the side? Nope, or that's it. I'm a uh, three- Plus year full time coach. Nice. I uh, I do a lot of yoga. I have my podcast. I'm writing a book. I am in an amazing relationship. People that can see us know that there's an age gap here. I represent the voice of the old guard, the dinosaurs of coaching. People that were around when um, when we were just carving coaching things on stone tablets. And you represent the younger sort of uh, how old we, man would we you say do you are? all our coaching through tweets. There's no actual. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually AI, but it's uh, but it's good. I'm 37. 37. Okay, so you, uh, I've got 20 years on you, and uh, so you represent sort of the more. Thank God you're not one of them millennial coaches. We can talk about that a different time. But now here's the thing. I recently met your sweetheart. Now you are. Is it fair to say you're not an easy guy to <laughs> be involved with in a romantic way? I think before you, I was much tougher. Before I uh, did some transformational work, some personal development, was trained as a coach, I was much more difficult. I think. Uh, Thanks for clarifying that. There's a softer, there's a softness now, a more. Uh, you know what she she would say is, "I'm a really good communicator," and mm -hmm. I can, I would say that is due to accomplishment coaching. Nice. Yeah. Thanks so for that. much, much better, and easier to be in relationship with. Still a little righteous. Still, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. But well, she's she I you know you meet somebody for two seconds. What do you know? But uh, she strikes me as a as a woman who does not tolerate or suffer fools 
at all. And I like that for you. Somebody who's like holding the short leash, holding the, you know, the reins and the boundaries tightly. Is that your experience? Or did I, I misjudge her? <laughs> uh, I think in many areas of life that would be true. I think with, I think her and I mirror each other in the, we don't, we don't see ourselves as everyone else sees us. And we actually, I think it's actually a gift because we see, we see it in each other. So we get to constantly reflect who we really are to each other when we're not seeing it. And she, like, like my sweetheart, she's not a coach at all. No, she's a, she is a, well, I should start with, she is a rodeo queen cowgirl, one rodeos, riding horses. I cannot tell if you're kidding. No, I'm completely serious. Okay. And she is also a lawyer. Wow. So she does both at the same time. Not at the same time, literally, but (laughs) she does both in, in the same day at times. I studied your brief. Yeehaw. Um, that's extraordinary. Congratulations and, and continued success in that relationship. Um, but rodeo queen and attorney. Yes. If I were you, I'd lock that up. <laughs> I'd, I'd get that worked, worked out quickly. Uh, that's amazing. All right. Well, uh, we should talk, we should have a, a conversation about what it's like to date or be married to a coach. Cause that's a whole thing, but we have much more important things to do. Do you want to, um, I think, I think our frequent listeners will remember the last time that you introduced again. Would you like to introduce our prestigious, five award-winning, um, extraordinary guest who's joining us from halfway yeah, around the world? It's like the greatest of all time, indeed. Um, so our guest today, and I'm gonna we're gonna try this again, second time, hopefully better than last time. <laughs> our guest today is Dr. Paras. He has 14 years experience as an executive coach, leadership coach, behavioral training, intervention, and life coaching roles. He, his, he started as an entrepreneur and a facilitator and a life and leadership coach. And in 2005, he was an independent consultant and eventually grew towards working with various reputed firms in the industry. He ranks number seven in, as a master certified coach in India. There are a lot of people in India. I know that. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, and got his certification at the young age of only 33. It's extraordinary. But, you know, one of the things I like, if you don't mind me breaking in here, is that when when people show me their coaching resume, so to speak, I always want to look for, have they given back? And Dr. Paras has. He um, is a founding member of Tava Mitra, which is a nonprofit organization, an initiative to provide quality coaching to those who have need. And in addition to that, he's got a lot of passions. We're delighted to welcome to our microphones for the first time. Dr. Paras, how are you, sir? I'm absolutely great. Thank you, Alex and Christopher, for inviting me here for this wonderful show. And I would be happy if you call me Paras, and uh, that would be really uh, great to go with. See, this is where we're different, because if I had earned a doctorate, I would be, I would insist, <laughs> everyone. Um, thank you, Paras. Uh, look around outside. Where do you find yourself today? Where are you joining us from? Um, I'm, I'm from India, and I'm right now in Pune, and it's uh, almost half past nine here and I had a very busy day I had a training program on code certification uh, I represent uh, Kocharya for code certification so I was doing some program there and quite exciting and and this evening I was waiting for this um, podcast so pretty excited yeah well thank you for joining us after a long and taxing day I'm sure and uh, when you say half past nine or, or quarter past nine it's a uh, uh, in the evening, uh, where I was yeah, later. absolutely, yeah. 
All right, Alex has many things for you. Where do you want to start? Well, sir? I'm actually curious. You know, have you experienced coaching? I want to ask. There's two questions, but the first thing I'm I'm really curious about is the differences between coaching in India and other parts of the world in the United States or anywhere else. So I'm just curious. Do you have experience coaching in mm-hmm. in, in other countries as well? Absolutely. Yeah. So I do coachings in Dubai, US, and London. As well as in India, I do a lot of face-to-face and uh, some of the clients uh, who cannot come to Pune because the distance is pretty far. So we do Zoom sessions for them. So uh, different culture, different people and uh, different way of life. It's, uh, It's one of the things about global coaching these days is that often we get some sort of expertise in our own culture, our own um, um geopolitical, social, economic, you know, uh, levels. But it's something else to be able to bring coaching effectively to lots of people in lots of different places. What's the number one thing when you're training coaches, when you're speaking to coaches uh, that you promote in terms of cultural awareness globally? Mm -hmm. See, uh, the one thing that I have learned in uh, my journey of life is uh, how much can you observe and how much can you reflect and question? So if I'm training a group of people in India or anywhere, uh, primary focus is to understand that they do not come alone in the classroom. Mm. They, they bring their whole system with them. So it could be the values, beliefs, culture, uh, their, their way of life. And it's so diverse. And, and bringing, observing and being sensitive to how they have framed and made meaning to their lives and how they bring that in the coaching space. Sorry, we had to, we had a little glitch there. Um, Paris, what I'm interested in is somebody who trains coaches, who works as a coach and an executive coach and a leadership developer all over the world. You've mentioned Dubai, U.S., London, as well as India. Uh, you're m- dealing with many different cultures there. As you're training coaches or speaking to coaches, what would you have us take on in terms of our cultural awareness? So, so primarily when people that I interact in the classroom could be either in the virtual room or in the training program, uh, as well as when I do coaching or offer life coaching or executive coaching, what I've learned is one of my strengths is about observing and listening and questioning about things, what I don't understand and exploring more about what I could learn more from that discussion. So, uh, one thing that comes uh, very important for me is to be sensitive because they don't come alone in the classroom or even in my coaching session they would just they bring the whole system with them and this and the system which interacts with me is their values their their beliefs their culture um, it could be multiple cultures that they come from and how much sensitive can i be and before being sensitive, how much can I be, be aware about my own system? Because if that gets impacted any time, it can lead to conflict or, or better communication. So it could either go, so if I'm more sensitive to people, things can be better. So that's what I've been learning to be more sensitive and to, to listen to people and understand their story and how they think the way they are or what makes meaning to them. And what they can contribute in the coaching space 
what is their style, their genre, their culture is going to come over in the discussion. So uh, setting observation and sensitivity and listening, these are several things that I could collect right now from our discussion. Yeah, there's something which I'm more sensitive about or mindful about. You've, besides coaching all over the world and working with people in all sorts of different cultures and, and learning to support them in everything they're doing regardless of where they are you've also won a lot of awards you've won the coach of the year award five times in five different countries what is um what separates you know i i'm not a coach of the year i i don't know that mm-hmm. christopher have you ever won coach of the year no not even coach of the day <laughs> so what um mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm assuming you didn't give those awards to yourself but how does somebody how, how does that how did you create that? What separates, what do you believe separates someone who's winning coach of the year awards and awards in general, getting that recognition from <laughs> other coaches out there? Like what, what could we do to step up our game for lack of a better word? Oh, it's a very interesting um, question. And I'm just becoming mindful about what all thoughts I'm able to collect here. Um, some years ago, I think oh, about, Five years ago, I started doing something on the mindfulness uh, spaces. And the one thing that I learned from that was the whole concept of comparison versus inspiration. So for me, it was, uh, I was always a person who loves to compare and thought, well, what is I'm okay, you're not okay kind of thing. But eventually, there was an unlearning process that took place. And I started working and started looking at my patterns. I started looking at that what exactly impacts me and what is that I'm getting trouble with. And when I started identifying that, that's where I learned that I need to be focused on my work. Awards or rewards are going to be byproduct if I get it. If I don't get it, it was not then that motivating factor for me. And something changed last year, maybe. I got an award from ICF as a Young Leader Award. That was the first uh, thing, that a new initiative that they started, and now they're going to continue. So uh, that was pretty exciting to get acknowledged and recognized. Uh, the bigger is to, to feel content with what you're doing every day. So when I go off to sleep, I ask one important question. Uh, did I work hard for myself and did I, am I happy with or am I in peace with the work that I'm doing? I think that's the biggest uh, trophy that we all can give it to ourselves, be it uh, whether the external trophy is just a manifestation of some piece of work that you do and you get that. And so I think uh, be consistent and keep exploring and reflecting and focusing on your goals. And uh, not to even compare it with your own self, too. It's just that be inspired about your own self. So I think that has helped me a lot more. Would you say that all that is your unique approach as a coach? Or is there something else that is your unique style or your unique approach when working with people or, and or companies? Oh, so, so, when I prim- so when I work with companies or with people, uh, for me, it's more about congruency. So if my thinking, my emotions, and my actions, if they are not in place or they are not aligned to each other, they create conflict. And that's the reason where a client comes to me for that. If people want to go through code certifications, they go through the world and they're wonderful coaches. When they come to me, I look at 
how congruency is something that we can learn with each other to develop. So uh, in Sanskrit, we have a word called ananta. Ananta means how much deep can you go, either inside or outside, and it's so infinite. So, so just to come back and share with you, it's more about how much deep would I like to go is based on how much am I ready for it. So, so for me, the congruency is very important and that if it's there, maybe, maybe even for this podcast, okay, am I congruent enough in my thinking, my psychological potential energy, is it aligned with me? Or am I just speaking out just uh, because it's a dialogue that's happening? So all that things uh, contribute to mindfulness for me. And I think the approach that I look at is more about how mindful I can be uh, time and again so that I count for myself, I count uh, for the situation and people, and, and that's how it works for me. It's, uh, that brings many questions up for me. One of them is, I think emotional intelligence people would remind us that sometimes our emotions are not congruent with our thinking and our actions, and that that's you know, somewhere on the continuum between totally fine and, um, and appropriate. I notice you say they need to be in congruence. What, what about the times that we you know, simply don't feel like doing something or have an emotional resistance? Isn't that a time that we're out of congruence? And if so, what do you, how do you address that? So uh, maybe uh, one of the psychological terms that comes to me is more about there, due to culture, there is uh, something that I see in my country, India, is there is a community base for, and when I see it in other countries like U.S., it's more individuality, it's more preference given. So, so when I see uh, people have, in, in my country, when people come for coaching, I look at, in the dialogue that com comes out is that outburst is nothing but of over-adaptation. So when there is too much of over-adaptation, there is a tendency to rebel or to outburst yourself. So, uh, so, so the, the belief about what's motivating me to hold it till the last breath and then speak out, I think that's where um, there's a good space for partnership and exploration. While in West, when I'm with, um, when I was coaching, um, uh, so there's confidentiality of all my clients. Uh, what I learned that is uh, when there is a too much of uh, uh, cultural feeling about do I need to match the social status? Do I need to be like something? Uh, so that's where I've seen people getting completely um, upset, and there is an outburst of it, or how they perceive themselves internally. So. Culturally, both places, I feel it's about either there's an over-adaptation and that leads to outbursts. So if I'm more mindful, if I learn more about what is really impacting me as a person and how much deep am I ready to go? So when you say, when I say deep dive, it could be any space that you're ready to explore in. And that's a moment for you, for your growth. So this is how I look at it today. Maybe. Yeah. It's, um, it's very um, multifaceted, this thing, and I'm, I'm kind of wanting to drill down, but say at the same time, get the overview. Where, what have you got, Alex? Where are you? Well, I'm, when, when I listen to you talk about your approach, about coaching, your experience, you speak to it all with a 
just like a very vast sense of uh, maturity and experience. And yet I'm also really present to, you know, well, actually, I don't know how old you are, but, um, <laughs> but I, but I believe that you are in your thirties. Am I correct? Yeah. So you didn't ask me that question. So I thought that probably it's a time to wait for, for me to, to share about I'm 35. Yes. My okay. biological age is 35 and psychological age is yet to be discovered in my journey of life. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what's so impressive and stands out is what do you, um, what have you taken on for you as, you know, as a doctor, as a coach to, um, to reach this level of understanding maturity depth in your work? So, so I have this whole struggle in my coaching in India is does wisdom come by age or by awareness or being mindful about yourself? And I think my journey started um, becoming more mindful about myself and becoming aware about how my life is. And I had my existential stance at the age of 10, questioning myself, who am I? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And that was a time when I did not get any answers from my teachers and they just said, okay, just do your homework and do your studies and just do better. And neither my parents could make sense to it. And then the search started at the age of 21. I did a lot of courses. I went for retreats and understanding about life, human behavior. And that's the time when philosophy came in picture. I did my master's in philosophy as well too. And that was some very personal space for me. And many questions started unfolding to me about what is life and who am I? So the biggest question for me was who am I? Am I a coach? Am I a leader? Am I a manager? Or is it a role that I'm doing? And then I learned for myself that I am a gamut of beliefs, a gamut, a vast and finite space of values, my, my thoughts, my likes, my dislikes, my culture. I'm a combination of everything out there. And that whole combination is me. And I was searching for my identity in like a metaphor could be like a rainbow. So I was searching for the red or the indigo color while the whole rainbow is me. And I think that's the journey that started me to, uh, you know, to unfold a lot of secrets about life that, hey, it's a whole rainbow, it's you. So how come you, how can you can integrate all that part of you and meet various rainbows in your life and check what they need? So my ability to, sorry, yeah. So, so my ability to uh, detach from that an identity to the, the whole identity, I think that was the space where I feel the psychological journey started, the psychological age started beginning up. And it's pretty curious as a coach, uh, because when I said hello to people, I never got a hi from them. They just could speak something that they would never like to share with anybody. And when I went back in coaching and, and I just started saying that, okay, what is this happening to me? Is it like intuition? Is it something about gut? Or is it in, is psychic or whatever it could be? And later on realized that I said core competencies had one of them. It's called coaching presence and a coach presence. For me, it was more about the coaching presence and what presence do I make there or what is going on there? Maybe just the energy space is open for them.
And, and that's a space I felt uh, people were comfortable. And that space, I call it as your inner voice or your gut, your gut energy is so potent that it just empowers people to be themselves, being non-judgmentally uh, witnessing the whole process. It's a, it's a lot. I appreciate very much um, the level of maturity as, as we've talked about, but um, it strikes me, you know, a lot of the coaches I speak to use their own life experience in working with their clients. Often it's a, it's a point of connection or compassion to be able to say, oh yeah, I've had this struggle too, or yes, I've worked with people that are doing this, this sort of, the same sort of thing. Um, it strikes me that you come from a much deeper place. What's the, what's the point of connection between you and your client mostly? Where do you look to connect? It's a very powerful space, yeah. I'm wondering, uh, what, I, what is the word that came to me right now was about the word empathy. And empathy for me does not mean that I can understand you by being in your shoes because what feelings, emotions, experience, fantasies that you have about life is pretty different for me. However, witnessing like a sounding board or witnessing or just being there with your client. And that connects me to the thought of Osho, uh, a wonderful philosopher uh, spread across his wings in every part of the world today. He talked about the concept of hollow bamboo or hollow bamboo. So if the bamboo is hollow and if it's placed in your body, like, you know, just if you sit erect and from your tailbone till your head, and if the whole space is empty, and that's where I feel the connect is with my client, where I don't connect on what am I feeling because my feelings, my intensity of my life experience could be different than them. So, so I think that whole presence of just being with your client unconditionally, just being there for them, I think that invites them non-verbally to be themselves in the process. So I think my connectivity with them is just the space where they could feel uh, more oxygen and more comfort level. What's the What's the best advice that you would give to new coaches or coaches that you're training or working with? Mm -hmm. Okay, so one thing that I have learned over a period of time that if I give them any advice or even if I give an advice for myself, would I buy it? Because culturally, many a times, this advice comes from a different space altogether. Maybe I would look at what is that I could share. And, uh, and the, the thing that comes to my mind is all about how can you, can you bring more congruency to your own self? So personally, I believe I go for full coaching in a month for my own self, uh, one supervision a month for myself. So the more and more I work on myself, on any aspects of myself, I think that helps a lot in the coaching process where you're absolutely away from any of your transferences or counter-transferences you could get from the other person. So 
Great. Well, what a great what a great note for us to take a break on. That music tells us we're about to take a break. When we return more with Paris, we'll talk about uh, your website, Matrix. If you're interested in finding out more, go to is it m a t r r i x dot com? Is that correct? No, dot n dot n dot i n. I'm so sorry. M a t r r i x dot i n. When we come back more with Paris and we'll this fascinating conversation. Thanks for listening. It's a coaching show. We'll be right back after these important messages. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. We're continuing in our conversations with two people of interest. Uh, in studio, we have Alex Terranova. He is a, not only a coach, been a coach for four years, but also um, is host of the Dream Mason podcast and proprietor, scion, of the Dream Mason brand. Alex, tell, tell us what you mean by being a Dream Mason. Yeah, I believe that every human being is a dream mason. That I am not the dream mason. It's I'm not a superhero. Uh, we all are. Not yet, right? But that uh, dream mason is every human being. And basically, it's the idea that we are all born with a dream. And often, well, life or our parents or our society squashes that. But as adults, it's our responsibility to create those dreams. And that's where the mason part comes in. If you want your dreams to become reality, you actually have to go out and build them. Beautiful. So uh, I mentioned the website is thedreammason.com. You're also on Instagram at Inspirational Alex, and uh, the Dream Mason podcast is available wherever fine podcasts are available are found. It is, and it's on YouTube. YouTube. So you can not, so you can watch. Not familiar. Oh, yeah. It's this thing. It's like TV, but it's on the computer. 
Wow. And now it's actually on TV, too. You can watch it. <laughs> All right. And our, we're continuing our conversation with an extraordinary person. Um, Dr. Paras is, uh, comes with over 15 years' experience as an entrepreneur, facilitator, and a life and leadership coach. Um, he has been a consultant, but currently ranks number seven as a master certified coach in India. Uh, he's reached his certification uh, to the master certified coach level by the age of 33. He's joining us today. He's only 35. He also is a founding member of Tava Mitram, a nonprofit organization with an initiative to provide quality coaching to those who have need. Um, we spoke briefly right before the break, Dr. Paras, or Paras, as you've given us permission to call you. Thank you. Uh, about your website, which is M-A-T-R-R-I-X.in. Please let us know what people can find there. That's right. Yeah, so you can probably log into this website that is www.matrix, M-A-T-R-R. It's not the single R, it's double R-I-X dot I-N. And you can find different courses, different certifications that I offer apart from coaching. There's something about mindfulness. There's something about uh, counseling and hypnotherapy. So there's various aspects of life that you can explore. And primarily, if you want to be a coach, there is, Kocharya website is one of the popular websites. I work for Kocharya as an associate partner, so they're great spaces to explore. And uh, very soon I would be also sharing, uh, uh, talking about the mindfulness practitioner app that I'm creating for people, uh, for for everyone probably. So I'd love to share something more information in due course of the time. Will you share more about it that now? You're, so you just shared with us that you're creating a mindfulness app. What What is What's yeah. the inspiration behind it and what do you hope to achieve with it? Okay, so, uh, so 10 years ago, I attended a program on hypnotherapy. I became a clinical hypnotherapist. And then uh, last year, I went to San Francisco for an advanced studies in hypnosis because for me, it's very important to know about the Eastern and Western ways of connecting to mind, self, and that one evening, I was just writing something, writing my blog, I guess, yeah. But thought came in that I need to, I need to create an app for people because there are a lot of times when uh, self-affirmations or, you know, or meditations work very beautifully with people. So that's the time where I thought that why not create an app? And that idea started up in August of 2018. And uh, now almost completed 60 audio files of 30 minutes each. Um, and then the editing work is going on. And the goal is to, my, my vision is to inspire, empower, and transform every person on this planet. So may not necessarily alone me, but a lot of people or even a lot of technology can be supported. And that's where I'm creating this app, which is on mindfulness practitioner. So people who are looking for building confidence or any topics about life, happiness, peace, or area that they're looking at to explore, even anxiety, tensions, pressures, or dealing with difficult situations. So people who cannot afford coaching and they wish to work on themselves. So are there any other alternatives that I can create for them? And uh, I'm charging only $10 for a year because the goal is, and out of that 10% will go for the Inner Universe Education Foundation, that's my foundation, where Tawamitram is my group of practice for group coaching activity for less fortunate people. Uh, so, so the whole goal is, can, we, can I use this app and spread across peace, love, care, 
or whatever uh, they need at that moment of their life. And I think that was uh, somewhere I, I have this feeling about all the learning about head, heart, and intuition. So sometimes my sometimes head talks about business strategy, heart talks about how you want to connect, but there's a gut which gives you something more than uh, more than what your head and heart says because sometimes you, um, the head and heart talks more cognitively, while gut is so much unconscious. And uh, when Alex was talking about dreams, and I was so inspired because I think dreams come from the gut for me. It just comes out and it's witnessed by your by your head. And that's where you could probably explore things out. But believing in that dream. So that evening in San Francisco, even today, I can I cannot believe that the way it came to me. And I was so much surprised. Like, wow, this is great. And this is possible. So that was something which the dream started, and I could see now it's it's uh, it's falling into some kind of shape, size, color, and it's going to be beautiful. And I wish to give it to uh, you know for, for um, accomplishment media at least six months, absolutely free. And then if they would like to explore further, they can take a choice, make a choice. So any users from accomplishment media would love to share with them. This would be launched in the month of April. Uh, maybe the last week or the first week of May, we are yet to get the date. So, wow, yeah. what a wonderful and generous offer. Thank you. So, so that was the dream. And how should we? Yeah, that's amazing. How, how should we follow up on that offer? We just, um, what's the best way for people yeah. to reach out if they want to take you up on that offer? So they can visit my website, which is matrix.in, www.matrix.in. And once it's launched, it will be on the website, as well as there would be a mindfulness practitioner, a separate website. So once I get everything in place, I'm going to be sharing with you the details. And uh, so any users, any people who would love to connect to Accomplishment Media and who are looking at podcasts or and they want to explore something more, maybe with the podcasts, we can also offer them six months, absolutely just use it, see it if it makes sense, if it supports them, and spread it across to as many people as you can. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for the generosity of that and for having so many different intentions in the world to do good. Um, one of the questions that comes to me, and I know that Alex wants to get in here and talk about mindfulness, but one of the questions that pops up to me is that you're a guy who's created a lot at a very young age. How do you manage so many intentions and fulfilling on them? Do you have a, a staff of hundreds? Do you have an incredibly organized mind? How do you how do you deliver on so many different things in so many different ways? Okay, that's a very insightful question, and I really love that because I get on the spot whenever it's asked, asked to me that how many people do you have? So um, I would say, firstly, it's about passion plus compassion, and I think that supports me a lot when I'm trusting my own gut and my intuition that what is it that I need to do now. And, and I have a family, my mom, my dad, and my sister. So my sister is also an MCC from ICF. And she got her MCC last year, last, in the month of December 2018. And we both partner a lot more. Whenever I need support, I talk to them. In, in fact, coaching has really helped me to 
work with my family and support them with code competencies of coaching and understanding self at a different level. And that's where I feel that we all have partnered with as one big family, one big team, one big group. Uh, so my parents are pretty supportive if I need any help. I have outsourced a lot of technological guys who work with work for me. So everything is more like um, it's like outsourced to people, agencies and things. And um, and my family supports me. And there are two marketing people. So that's it. I do not have so many people, but I have um, great intention to spread across. And maybe a lot of people I interact with, they like the idea. They connect. They carry the vision next to the next level. So it's a uh... Yeah, it's really a great reminder to other people that when we've got dreams, we can reach out to people around us and get supported in them, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. What I'm curious about, let's talk about mindfulness because, you know, it's 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 very, I want to call it like it's a buzzword in, in especially, I, you know, I can't speak about the rest of the world, but in the United States, everybody is talking about mindfulness. Every book has aspects of mindfulness. Uh, it's not something that's typically taught to coaches. I find that in my practice, I, you know, I, I talk about meditation and I talk about being mindful because of it, it. It's something I'm personally interested. So I go out and read about it. How do you think mindfulness works into coaching or complements coaching? Mm. So, so let's look at, uh, the core competency of coaching presence and creating awareness. So when I look at these two core competencies and even listening and questioning, uh, so these are the areas that I, I would look at mindfulness. I could connect to mindfulness and many other things as well. But so for me, mindfulness is more about your own self journey. So how much are you working on yourself time and again and becoming mindful about it? So. A simple thought could be about a concept of accounting and discounting. So if I tend to miss out something in a discussion, can I be mindful about it? If a client is sensitive in that space or the client has got into a space where it requires a lot of silence, how can I be mindful about what is happening to the client, what is happening to me at that moment? And maybe after that, am I reflecting on that whole thing? So for me, uh, mindfulness is everything. I think the more and more I account for things, the less I discount either myself or other people or situations in life. So that's something which connects me, like the client walking in to the room itself. For me, can I be mindful about what is the energy level? What is the facial expression? What is the nonverbal space the client is bringing out? And can I, can I learn that? and be curious about to explore it for coaches that you know know the word mindfulness want to be more mindful what are ways that you would recommend they get you know further educated further trained so uh, i offer two things one is about retreats and one is about mindfulness practitioner if they want to do something in coaching as a specialization so uh I, I look at mindfulness into five parts. That's what I have made meaning to it. One is spiritual, that's called spiritual. One is egotive, that's more about the ego or the self. One is about the emotive, emotions, cognitive, 
thinking and active action. So can I explore or can I just deep dive into all these spaces about myself? And if that I'm able to do it in due course of the time, I would not look coaching as a role. I would look at coaching as a way of life. In the same way, when I become mindful, I don't need to show to anybody I'm a coach. From the time I started my MCC journey, till the time I was in PCC, I was more like, okay, I need to have a credential with me. I need to be a coach. I need to show people. But later on, I realized that's not really adding up value for my growth. So again, this whole journey was about mindfulness, more deep diving into your own self, about your own needs. So for me, I look at how your needs create a destiny and how one can be mindful about everything here. Well, if you don't mind, my, my follow-up is about the, the practice of meditation. Know. Over and over I hear people say this is the most important thing they do, the most important part of their day, and yet I'm one of those people, perhaps like others in Western culture, who, um, you know, I fall asleep. Mm -hmm. I don't get what people get out of meditation. Is there another path mm -hmm. to beginners? In, very, in mindfulness? Yeah, so very interesting I um, thought about when you said uh, about meditation where if the body, is, physical body is tired, there's a lot to do, a lot to run about or there's a lot of running around or there's a physical fatigue. The moment you go for any spa or meditation or any such things like that, they're just going to be impacting and healing your body. So many times if you go off to sleep, it's a good sign, first of all, because it's a sign to share about that your body's tired and it's really taking a beautiful space to heal. Some people want to go deeper, so they're pretty much good with their physical fatigueness is not there, and then they can go deep and they explore something else. Um, to answer your question about are there any other ways to be mindful, I call them as just witnessing your own self. So one of the exercises that I invite people is about a breath. In Sanskrit, in Hindi, it's called mandra, the silence exercise. So can I just look around outside the window as an indirect perception? Just observe anything and everything that's going around. And I may experience a lot of thoughts are going to come up. They're kind of going to come out, my fears, my worries, all my doubts, everything is going to come out. In that moment, can I just only witness and not talk? For me, that is mindfulness, one of the techniques that I invite many, uh, many fellow coaches, and some of them have reached for one hour, 45 minutes. And there's a, I mean, the space that they create in coaching, or not only in coaching, when I meet them outside or people meet them, it's so different. So maybe this is something that really comes out to me as a long way, a short way could be just doing a little breathing exercise that would work and uh, affirmations that could really work for them. So I really do not know where and where, and where are they currently in their, in their space of their lives and uh, what do they really want from mindfulness. However, this app that I've created, this 30 minutes, it's, it's a powerful app and I'm sure it would, would support people with music and the voice and everything has worked really professionally. So I'm sure they would get something to chew back from the app as well. What I, what I really got from what you shared is there's just a lot of different ways to 
practice mindfulness or meditation. Um, I had a friend share with me the other day, and maybe this one's perfect for Christopher, that uh, you could just sit and stare at a plant for three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever the amount of time is, or watch the clouds. And that could be a form of active meditation. Um, what is, uh, let's talk about you've, like psycho psychologically, you have training in as a hypnotherapist. What other trainings do you have? You're a doctor. What other training do you have outside of coaching hypnotherapy that you involve in your coaching and your training? So, so let's uh, look at. Uh, so, I've done a PhD in organization behavior, and I call I usually call it as an organization lab where you can learn and explore about so many things. Um, about people and the culture and everything. So for me, culture is so very important. The moment you asked me that question at the beginning of a conversation about how is that culturally impacting, my whole work is all about uh, working with culture and understanding how it, how, how it flows in a system. So psychologically, uh, psychological theories that I invite people in, in my coaching could be, I would not use the word hypnotherapy or there, it could be a simple meditation, because I do not know culturally and uh, socially how are these words accepted in our society or in our culture. So, so for me, it's more about transaction analysis, is something which I'm very closely associated with, and also REBT techniques, so rational emotive behavior techniques. So these have really helped me a lot in uh, my personal growth. And uh, and the best way is to just share a book. If they like it, people pick it. And if they want to explore more, they learn a lot about that during the session. So I also offer something called as Learning Week, where I invite different psychological theories and uh, write from columns about Amina and Amina's concept about the man and woman inside you. Because in coaching, earlier it was looked as for alpha men. But today, coaching is more looked at for way of life. So, so, so how, as a man or a woman, you are there with the clients as a coach? How are you work? How are you ensuring that that psychological, the masculine and feminine energy is with you, and you're able to balance that out? So there are various exercises that I invite people, right from columns and REBT transaction analysis. Uh, cognitive behavior techniques. So NLP, I'm also a master NLP practitioner. And now I'm going to get my trainer NLP in Orlando this year, March. So I'm coming to US uh, very soon on 10th of March. So pretty excited. And want to bring uh, Dr. Richard Bandler's studies about NLP to India. And so there's so much of knowledge. And um, so when you ask me this about this whole psychological theory, what I also look at is it's not only about knowledge, it's also about knowing. Because a lot of theories come from the past. So knowledge is a bank of past tense. So knowing is all about curiosity. So I invite many people to do research about if you learn DILT's model and if you learn Maslow's theory and you learn SCAF model, how do you think they all go along? And people co-create multiple things. So it's so good to learn about various ways that I can learn in the batch. I can be mindful about it. So that's something I could share right now. Great. Let's do it.
yeah. So uh, I really enjoyed this discussion. I think Christopher and so um, so oh, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, yeah, Alex. I'm sorry. Just uh, was in a different space altogether. So so first of all, I, yeah. First of all, I would love to thank uh, Christopher and Alex both of you to be here and witness this journey. It was very um, insightful spaces that you got me uh, super coaches because the kind of questions that you asked me got me to a different space. And I'm super excited to see how we all grow together in different ways and different forms. And um, I look forward to connect more with, with your people and the world around there and also support and i also i'm going to share my mindfulness practitioner app with you so you could probably share it with people users whoever are a part of um uh, the whole uh, you know the, the yeah. community at large maybe absolutely we're very ex we're very excited about that and um you're very kind i'm <clears throat> pardon me i'm sorry about the sound effects today i've apparently got a little bit of a bug um I'd love it if you'd leave us with a, <clears throat> pardon me, parting thought or parting shot, something, something you'd like tens of thousands of coaches to think about or take with them today, something that you'd like to say to either inspire or motivate or uh, give us some more clarity to something. Do you have such a such a tidbit for us today? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, do. I think uh, the thing that I would love to share with everyone out here is. Um, that it's not just about the head and the heart, it's also about your gut, which I call it as the inner voice. And uh, there is also a critical voice in your, in your head, maybe. So, so when you start listening and becoming sensitive towards your gut, it's going to take you miles ahead. It's going to take your clients miles ahead and achieve success. And start getting self-coaching. I think that's one of the best ways to... Uh, go deep dive into your own self and keep inspiring, empowering, and transforming lives. Beautiful. It's so great. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for the opportunity that you're giving us. And thanks for all the things that are available by going simply to your website. And again, it's Matrix, but it's spelled M-A-T-R-R-I-X. That's M-A-T-R-R-I-X dot I-N for India. M-A-T-R-R-I-X dot I-N. Any other ways people can find you? I know there's a lot of... Um, a lot of ways. So you can find me uh, uh, on YouTube, Vimeo, LinkedIn, Facebook. Just type in uh, Dr. Paras, Life Leadership Coach, on on the Google, and the Google will do it do the needful for you. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your important work. Thank you for your generosity with the new mindfulness app, and thank you for sharing your time with us today, Alex. Anything that you want to say to Paris before we say goodbye? Just thanks for the, thank you for the app and the opportunity. Um, yeah, I feel like I learned a lot, and uh, thanks for actually bringing the thoughts of mindfulness to the coaching community here. We certainly know why he won so many awards, don't we? We should let people know about you, Alex, uh, the Dream Mason dot com and also the dream mason podcast give us a a sense of what we get on the dream mason podcast what are we what are we talking dream about mason podcast, what are we talking the dream mason about? podcast you get uh 
leaders, creators, innovators, people that are building, designing companies, their lives, their futures, and them sharing their stories. But more specifically, they're sharing what they've overcome. I think that all of us get stuck or stopped somewhere. So I really like to figure out the people that are succeeding, how they've overcome those challenges so we can learn from them and uh, find our own path. Beautiful. And as always, a shout out to our uh, wonderful sponsors, long time, 17 years doing this podcast. And the sponsor all the way through has been Accomplishment Coaching. If you're interested in the world's finest coach training, check them out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. And they also allow you to come in and watch the coach training program in person in while it's happening. Nobody else does that that I know of. All right, my dear listener, it's another edition of The Coaching Show behind us. We will talk to you again next week, bringing you people out on the cutting edge each and every week of coaching, doing something interesting, wacky, or just plain useful. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. That's all for today's edition. We will talk to you next week.